time to venture into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we dive into the vast expanses of cinema and report to our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today on the 13th episode of Into the Filmverse, we'll be discussing the 2014 Best Picture winner, 12 Years a Slave, 2013 Best Picture, Oscar-nominated film, Whiplash, and various content we watch throughout the week. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find Bryce Payne at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and you can spell Mitch with M-Y-T-C-H. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. As we do every week, we're going to start the show off with talking about the most recent episode of The Mandalorian uh, on Disney+. Plus. So if you do not want any uh, Mandalorian spoilers for Season 2, Episode 6, please skip ahead five minutes and... Uh, as we talk about that, starting... I'm sorry, I didn't have my timer set up. I was oh, distracted. <laughs> starting now. All right, Bryce. Uh, Grogu got yeeted, and Boba Fett's back, and I'm just I'm just listing all, all the spoilers. <laughs> Dude, um, can you can you believe that, like, he put him on that rock and tried to get him off that rock, like, three fucking oh times? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, okay, th- he was so out of character for this episode. I mean, just him trying to keep he's going like, back. He's not that. this stupid. And he's no, like, right. no, come on, man. We got to go. Boom. Oh, shit. I'm knocked unconscious I mean, for okay, 20 minutes. Two things about that. One, why did he try Why did he try to go back like three times when he couldn't figure it out the first two times? He's not that dumb. And second of all, why would he say, let's go with Grogu when he was there to f- wait for a ship to show up? Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, that ship don't look right. We're yeah. not going to stay here for that. So, obvi- so obviously, this, the last episode left it off with they got done talking to Ahsoka and they told uh, Mando to bring Grogu or Baby Yoda to this rock on a certain planet and he set him there and he should call somebody and wait for somebody to come. So they go to the planet, they, he sits the dude on the rock. He sits on the rock for five seconds and then he's like, nah man, we gotta leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, he sits on the rock and then uh, it wasn't working at first and he's like, do something. And then it wasn't working and then he, it does work. And then the ship shows up and then as soon as the ship shows up, then Mando's like, we gotta go. We gotta go, dude. <laughs> like, wait. But, uh, I did like seeing uh, Fennec come back and forget the actress's name. I know she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's escaping me you right mean, now. The chick, it's, it's, um, it's uh, Mulan. Mulan, Mulan yeah. Win. yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, I know she plays Mulan. Like, I know her. I don't remember her name right, right. now. But, like, the star of this episode, Tamora Morrison. Holy fuck. Boba Fett, right? Yeah, dude, that yeah. shit was... Oh, fuck. Dude, yeah, when, no, he, when he, he showed, showed up, he's like, out. yeah, I just want my armor. And the man was like, fuck you! No! And he's like... I don't even. It's I don't mine, even. He's like, dude. I don't even give a fuck about this kid, dude. Like, he's like the kid. It's like I don't give a fuck about the kid. I'll just kill the kid. My, just give me my fucking armor. <laughs> just give me my armor. I don't. Yeah, exactly. He's like, care. we'll leave. Like, the like, we we don't want much. And my Mando's like, no, nah, bro, you're not a Mandalorian. He's like, I don't think it's mine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not a Mandalorian. It's my armor. I did like during the fight though, because like those are pretty badass scenes. How he just looks over the Razor Crest, which is never locked. Right. He, he never. He just like gets out of the ship and he's like. That should be good. Later, <laughs> he just walks away. He just leaves it open. And he's like, well, shit, there it is. I'm going to go get that. And then, like, when he pops up on the screen, dude, I was hyped. Dad like, bod Boba Fett. That storm, he's, like, looking up. He's like, oh, God, my head. It looks up. And, like, he's sitting there. He's like, dude, bitch helmet, slap. The, the helmets, like, like the cracking in this episode. Like, the Stormtrooper helmets, just, like, the way they break. Yeah, dude, you never see like, that shit. No. Like, Usually you know, it's just, like, like, one shot to the test or one shot to yeah, the face. Like, oh, they're like, dead. Like, this one, he's, like, he's sitting with the gaffy stick, and he's just, like, swings, hits him in the helmet, and their fucking helmets break, and you see the shards, and I was like, this is fucking brutal. It was brutal. Um, beyond, I mean, it was actually weird to see Ming-Na Wen back, because yeah, she just, like, died. Why? Yeah, I think, I mean, but it was like, cool. Like, I like whatever, her, I like her character. It wasn't, it wasn't too much of a big deal. Yeah, no, she didn't take anything away from um, the episode, but I don't feel like so, she added anything to the episode either. But yeah, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, and along with Mando being weird on the on the top, he was also weird just from the start of the episode. With he's like, 
here, take it. You know, the little ball like, that you do it, do it. He's like, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not mad. I'm proud of you. Good job, buddy. Right, exactly. It's a little. It's ball. almost like sometimes he treats Grogu like a fucking baby, like a dog. Like he's he like does. a pet. He's like, come boy. He's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but no, dude, like Boba, like came back with some force, man. He's like. All you people like me for 40 years for not doing shit. Here I am. And then everybody he's, online's like, but he's fat. And it's like, fuck off. Oh God, yeah, exactly. He showed up Mando with, in like in like three minutes. Like he did you more think, than Mando did. You think Mando like, can take know. out a squad? Can you imagine in the first season if Boba was where Mando was? Like on that planet during the goal of Boba. All the bounty hunters like hunting oh my God, him down. Right? Boba Fett would have been like, all right, bitch, let's go. No, he turns around and lays out like a whole bunch of people with he his pistol. He lays two squadrons of fucking stormtroopers out one by without himself. His armor. Yeah, with that, one without his armor. Like, as soon as he puts his armor back on, he's like, all right. And then he's still, like, when Grogu gets yeeted, he's like, you know, I'll help you get the kid. Right, exactly. And then, so, yeah, that's another thing that's cool is that Boba's going to keep coming back. At least at least in the next episode, we know he's going to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. And then there's, that, think... uh, there's okay. that great ending scene with Grogu force choking bitches. Oh, yeah. And, Except he's like, and, and Moff Gideon shows up, he's like, don't test me, bitch. <laughs> Grogu's like, uh, he's like, I'm so tired, he's man, like, dude. This like, is too much. I just killed like two people. Like, I'm chill. Like, Moff Gideon walks in to see Baby Yoda using the forest, and he's just like, Soldier's like, we gotta do something. He's like, no, 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 no. Let him go. Let him, <laughs> let go. him murder them. <laughs> yes, let him come to the dark side. <laughs> but no, I, dude, like, fucking Boba, man. I'm so excited to see more of him. Me too. Do you think, um, so obviously, we're, the Jedi hasn't shown up that we're waiting for. Um, a lot of speculation who it might be, but. It's gonna be Ahsoka. What, again? Oh my gosh, she's like, actually, I changed my mind. Actually, um, I'm the one that heard the call, my bad. She's like, oh my God. She's like take it, oh, I heard his call, I came. Oh, wait, what? just like, no, that's not what we wanted. You told us, wait, we wasted our time then? But, do you think we're going to see him come back in this next episode? Yeah. Baby Yoda? Are you going to rescue him? No. No? Okay, all right, cool. Well, thank you guys as we uh, talked Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6 spoilers. Uh, we will be back next Friday. Uh, for, we have two episodes left. Yep, two episodes left of the so Mandalorian. next Friday is going to be the season finale. Yep, exactly. And obviously, I'll give you guys a week for today to watch Episode 7. Um, well, we appreciate you guys. So, um, next up in the world of movie news... Wonder Woman 1984 reviews are here. They've shown it to some critics and are actually re- uh, relatively positive. I don't know how to feel about this because I'll, I'll be the first one to say I didn't like Wonder Woman. Uh, so I'm like, I was. they all had positive reviews too. They don't mean shit to me. <laughs> like I enjoyed it because it was a superhero film. But I didn't even be, enjoy it for that. Really? No, because I, okay, so I went with like four, co- four co-workers like, to see this and we were all like, yeah, superheroes, let's go. Sure. And then we're sitting there watching it and we all left and we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, it was very... As, as um, long as she doesn't spend the whole movie going, Ares! I need to find Ares! I need Ares! Oof, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, get, I get that. But, but halfway through the first with, movie, it's like, Ares! It's like, yeah, we fucking get it, okay? We, like, we, we know who you're looking for. <laughs> well, that's the... Uh, I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that um, this is like actually a big temple film that's actually relatively good that's come out since Tenet, or basically since March, really, and Tenet has been kind of meh. On as far as reviews go, so this it definitely is the first... was not the one that they were hoping to revitalize exactly. theaters. It wasn't like that pop that you're looking. Christopher for. Christopher Nolan's like, I got this. Don't worry. They're like, we can't just put like Marvel. And Disney's like, no, dude, no, we don't want to be out right now. No, he's like, come on, I'll do so, it. I'll uh, come out. They're like, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so it gives us a little something to look forward to here in the next few weeks, and we'll be um, able to see it safely from the comfort of our own homes. Exactly, because our theaters are closed. Like, are closer stupid. for now. Exactly. <laughs> I hope. I hope they get to open back up. Um, by Christmas, but, but yeah, it's all I, would, I would love to see this movie in theaters. But at least I'll be able to watch it either way. Right, exactly. Because as if you, if you didn't hear that, H, uh, Wonder Woman is going to be streaming off HBO Max 
and going to theaters same day. Um, and this is a move that Warner Brothers had coordinated with Patty Jenkins and the, the movie theaters, and they, they all talked about it and made sure it was an okay thing. <laughs> However, <laughs> but all I can think of it now is like Cinemark, like they're like, yes, yeah, so we're going to release an HBO Max. Cinemark's like, I guess Did we still get it. They're like, yeah, yeah, same day. They're like. Okay. Yeah, but there's like, okay. So, I mean, it was one of those things that was like, okay, with a one-time deal, like, it's it's right around the COVID thing, you know, and it's a lot of theaters aren't open still or closing back down, so it's like, okay, we get this one. However, this week, <laughs> Warner Brothers just caused the giant, most craziest shitstorm in Hollywood that's been around for a while. They said their entire 21 slate of movies are going to go on streaming and in theaters on the same day. I'm good with this because I'm an introvert, what? but I know a lot of people aren't. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of different faucets you could take this this uh, discussion from being like whether or not movie theaters should be like a thing in it right now or the viability of movie theaters. Um, but really what I want to stick to is just the Hollywood reactions to this uh, announcement. The first thing being is that A, Warner Brothers didn't treat this with their same respect that they uh, did with Wonder Woman 84. With Wonder Woman 84, 84, they talked to a bunch of people and they, they talked it out and made deals and stuff. This one, they just announced and didn't tell anyone. They're just like, yeah, fuck you guys. We're doing it anyway. Everyone's like, wait a minute, wait. They're like, no, no, this is, we have the right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really just odd, like almost like just crazy the way it, ha- it went down. Um, so, like that happened. They said that they're going to be basically putting all their movies on streaming and on home at the same or, uh, movie theaters at the same time but this causes a lot of problems within hollywood because legendary pictures is a studio that put up money for a lot of these films uh, that they're going to be putting out and they're not going to get the box office back that they were expecting so they're actually suing warner brothers for this fact and not only that but there's also a sort of thing where uh, actors and directors get percentages off the film based on their box office so these directors and actors aren't getting the money that aren't getting as much money as they were planning. It's like that's like if Tom Hanks, because he like with Forrest Gump, he didn't take a pay thing. He just got a percentage of the right. movies, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to theaters." Like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> that's like Robert Downey Jr. making his deal with like Marvel. You get like X percent of the movie, and they put it on stream. Uh, they put it on streaming, and if they like put it on Disney Plus, and um, let's just say you know the theaters at the same time. Well, obviously their the theaters yeah. going to make a lot less. He's like, "Here's your twenty dollar bill." Basically, Chris, exactly. twenty dollar bill. <laughs> So, Legendary Pictures is putting together, I mean, this, this was putting together paperwork and is going to be suing Warner Brothers, it looks like, for, you know, basically for this move. <laughs> How dare you want your movies to be released? So, that's, that's <laughs> strike one. Obviously, that's not cool. Then, Christopher Nolan and other Hollywood uh, sources are outraged by this thing, by this statement. Christopher Nolan basically came out and said, some of our, this is his exact quote from him. Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Yeah, fuck Christopher Nolan. Honestly, he's not even that great of a director. Okay, I mean, he's that's fair. Like, okay, well, like that's fair. Three can... movies that are like, wow, this is so great. And then he just, he's playing off those success. I mean, you can, like, debate whether or not he's a good director, whether you know, I think he's a good director, but, but he's a staple like, of Hollywood. But it's like one of those pretentious people that are just like, I'm so important, what I say goes, kind of thing. Because it's like when um, Tenet, they were like, oh, we could release it on streaming, and he was like, no, it needs to be in theaters. It is a movie made to be in theaters. It's like, 
get off your own fucking dick, dude. Like, well, I mean, it is made to be in theaters, though. But I like, mean, movie theater, I mean, his movies are made to be seen in theaters. Seeing that at home is not the same experience. No, but it's one of those things where it's like a director just being like, only my movies can only be seen in theaters. Like, you're getting a little like up there for you, aren't you, buddy? Your ego is getting a little inflated. I mean, you kind of have to have an inflated ego to be a director, regardless. I feel like. I feel like most. Like, okay, I would say, like, 90% of directors have an inflated ego. But then you have people like Bong, where he would just, they'd be like, yeah, you want to go, sure. you want to go streaming? You'd be like, people can see my film? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's fair. But it's one of those things where, like, Christopher Nolan always brings out his voice in every fucking thing. It's getting to the point where I just don't care about what he says, because it's just like, why are you involved in everything? Like, stop, chill, dude. You make a movie well, every, like, four I years. Mean, I think <laughs> the biggest thing for him is that a lot of his movies are with Universal Pictures. And, and and Warner Brothers and stuff like that. Warner Brothers, no, sorry, no, we're not not Universal, but Warner Brothers. I'm yeah, because he has a contract with them. Yeah, I'm saying he so, does something they want him the, to do, and, and then the he fact, does his own. It's more of like the fact that hey, okay, you're right in a sense that hey, like if this if this was a decision they had discussed with him about, but they didn't. It's his projects, his films he made that he specifically thought they were going to go to a certain way, and if you were, and, and then basically the studio's like, nah, we're just going to do what we want with him. Well, then yeah, no, I would be kind of mad too. That's how studios work. No, but uh, but yeah, but it's it's more of like where the fact is that the fact is that you are meant to you're, put them you're on, on the theaters. You're one thing and you're given another. And, and the fact that they didn't even consult you on it, like it, like if you were working with somebody and they didn't consult you, or and not even just Christopher Nolan, but it's just like you, any directors or any any studios, any people to watch their stuff though, right? Like they they'd be like, you know, at least at least my stuff, that like people are going to be able to enjoy what I made. It's not show friends; it's show biz. You still got to make money, dude. You act like Christopher Nolan's not going to make money. He's well, not no, an indie but I'm not talking about Christopher <laughs> Nolan specifically. I'm talking about the whole of Hollywood that is that is being thrown under this bus because of these films. Uh, more going into like the Directors Guild, who uh, basically said that they were going to thinking about boycotting Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, and the, the Directors Guild includes a lot of like you know high profile directors and actors, not just not just directors, um, because of this move. Uh, Basically, they said the surprise, or this is a uh, report from the New York Times. The surprise move left agencies of on a war footing. Representatives from major Warner Brothers stars like Denzel Washington, Margot Robbie, Will Smith, Keanu Reeves, Hugh Jackman, and Angelina Jolie wanted to know why their clients had been treated in a lesser manner than Miss Godot. Like I said, with Wonder Woman 1984, they actually consulted them and talked to them about what they should do with the, you know, what they should do with the movie and it's, if it's okay to put it on streaming and on in theaters at the same time. Uh. Talk of a Warner Brothers boycott began circulating inside the Directors Guild of America. A partner at one talent agency spent part of the weekend meeting with litigators. Some people started to angrily refer to the studio as former bros. Which I'm sorry, you know, people are just angry. It's really starting to make me not like celebrities at all. Because it's just like, it's one of those things where I get it, but like, these are weird circumstances. Like... I don't know, to me it's like they're messing with their jobs. Because cause it, it, it's like, you know, they take, they're taking what they could... Okay, because if you think about it, like they're not going to make as much money as like what they could have done from some of these films. No, but you are... And, like, my thing is like the representatives being like, why are they not being treated the same? It's like... Well, they're not. Not though. every person... like Because one, every it's single like the celebrity same thing thinks they're the trolls. best celebrity, though. No, it's, it's the same thing with what happened at Trolls. With Trolls World, World Tour, more, or, well, that was Warner Brothers too, right? Or was it so, universal? It was. I, I don't know, it but universal. it was. It was universal. But at the same situation, it applies. Is that you? You consult the people you work with. You you talk with them. Hey, this is this is what we're doing around. You talk, you tell people things before. Even if you make the decision, you're still doing it. You should still have the respect for your peers to to be able to tell you know, tell them that this is what I'm going to do. Instead, they all found it the same. We all did. It just sounds like Hollywood shit to me. I don't know. It's like this doesn't sound out of place. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like it's just like it's a, a pretty, major... It's a pretty fucked up move, don't get me wrong, like to be right. like, 
oh yeah, fuck you, you're not However, gonna get However, the reason I bring rice. all this up is because I see more of Warner, like, I saw the downward spiral of, of movie theaters, and I'm a big movie theater fan, a movie theater fan, I enjoy most of my cinema in my, in the theater, the home experience, I know Bryce is a little bit different from me on this. I like the, being home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, you know, I can watch movies at home and it's cool and I have a nice setup and I have nice stuff. But at the same time, I just, there, there is nothing that beats being inside a theater for me. And I'll see more movies at the theater than I would at home. And with this whole talk about all these movies starting to go to streaming and uh, refocusing. It sounds like the death of theaters. It does. It really does. And it really, it really is too. However, it seems like there's a little bit of pushback and that gets me just, at least there's a little bit of glimmer of hope for me. And that's what reason, reason I wanted to I don't see theaters go into going this. anywhere. I think it's just a survival tactic for now, but I also just like... I agree. I, I agree. Like, I feel like they're kind of like overreacting to the whole thing. Like they're like, yeah, 2021 slate because you know, COVID's fucked everything up. We have a lot You're of movies on our slate. We got right. We got to push things out. I we got to get it. things out there, you know, because we have this whole backlog of a year worth of shit that we need to push. And then was like what do you mean like what the fuck and they're like dude we have so much shit coming up like we have to get pushing shit out there and they're like what i don't get told what it's like motherfucker (laughs) we have a whole year's worth of shit plus another year's worth of shit coming out in the same year (laughs) we gotta chill bro we gotta do stuff dude (laughs) i mean in that sense you are right and i i do agree that like things have to change at least and be different for like this next year and yeah maybe even a little bit into the further year but my Main point is that I mean, and I, I can see how some of these guys might be like, "Hey, what the what the hell is going on?" And there's a lot of logistics they have to figure out, which is understandable. It honestly just feels like Warner Brothers trying to like not do what Marvel's doing, where they're pushing all their shit, but still announcing things for like five years down the line. They're trying something new. They're and like, people aren't liking it. Let's just get it out there. That things starting to move, and everyone's like, "What do you mean you're not going to talk to me?" It's like we're see, trying to get the, this done. <laughs> the issue is a lot of people don't think, and a lot of like. Uh, directors and just you know movie uh, people that review st- news and stuff like that don't think that this is just going to be a one year thing. They think that Warner Brothers is playing the game where they they're saying it's a one year thing because that's also what Warner Brothers had said. Is it going to HBO Max on streaming and as in theaters? It's gonna, it's gonna be like, it was a complete success, so we're going to keep doing it. Exactly, and and at that point, what can the theaters do about it? You know, they're going to say they're gonna, they, they can either age and boycott Warner Brothers films, but that loses the money. So it really, it really puts us in a predicament, and hopefully this just turns out, it pans out that this is really is just a simple, like, one-time solution. I think when COVID solution. stops being such a big thing, it will be, because I can see them making money on streaming, but not HBO Max. Because you got to think, you pay 50 bucks a month for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. If they drop every single movie out of the year, you're making your money back, because you can watch the same fucking movie three times free or whatever, you know, at Oh, like us as a consumer? Yeah. Yeah, no, so you're right. So they're not going to make as much money, so it makes more sense in my mind. That they would do it, try to get through COVID, and then as soon as COVID's done, be like, no, fuck you guys, well, go to actually, the theaters, give us money. You know what's weird about this theatrical model that I'm saying the same, same day and in theaters is actually they are doing it. It's, it's weird. So they, it'll be on HBO Max for a month, and then it'll leave. Oh, fuck it. That doesn't matter to me then. But, that's just a, that's just them playing the game of like they pay $15 a month for one movie coming out, like and Wonder then, Woman. Yeah, it'll leave and, and then, then it'll come leave, back later. And then another month they send out another new movie. Right. So another person pays another $15 so, a month. You need to keep HBO you Max to, to keep it to be able to watch all the movies. That, that's theater. what they're doing. They're fucking getting cash grab off this shit. I know. Shit. That's what I'm saying. How so much? that's why people don't think it's going to be an actual they, – they don't. They think they have like – they're trying to grow their subscriber base and all that. They have less than Disney. I know that. I know and Disney, HBO Max is too expensive for, for like – the common people to be like, yeah. I'm Plus, gonna... Disney requires all the family, family based and all that. But so, one hundred and eighty dollars for a year worth subscription of HBO Max. If you do it, one fifteen dollars a month. Right. I know there's have deals where you get the whole year for right, but you just do the month one. Let's yeah. see, it's a month because people will not look forward, not look 
deep into the whole thought process of being like, oh, well, Dune comes out in October, da, 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 whatever. And then it's like $180 for one account. If they do this for every single person on HBO Max. So they have a total of 38 million subscribers. Okay, so 38. At least right now. That is $6.8 billion. They're playing the game, bro. <laughs> it's 6.8 billion or million, sorry. Billion. That's billion. So That's right billion. now. And with them doing the new movie release, the subscriber number is only going to go up. You're right. So they, I mean, but it's like it's going to be like okay, But you also have to say you have to have to realize that when you when you think about that number, you have to think about how much it costs to actually run the run the site. You have to think about how much the movie these movies actually cost. And well, once you add all, all that together, Warner Brothers they don't have to pay for rights. But I know they have movies they have rights coming out of. No, but I'm saying you have like not rights, not not rights wise. But I'm saying. How much it costs to actually run the streaming service? Because it actually costs quite a bit to run run these streaming services. True, but it's like, I feel like Disney has the whole streaming thing like keyed because they own I, they everything they put do. on there. They're like, right, yeah, we can leave it on there, True. whatever, fuck it. But like normal streaming services like Netflix have to license things. But I don't know, man. I think this could go either way. It really could. And I, I, it I works out for me. I don't know, like whatever. But. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, that's one of those things. Is like whatever. But I, I just for me, it's like I, it just feels like a hot topic for me. Only because I really enjoy the movie theater experience. I love, and I don't the, I love movie away. theaters. I just like with them being shut down right now. I'm like, yeah, at least I'll be able to see it. That is. I'd rather exactly. like I want to. I want to rather also, see them in theaters over being at home. But as long as like I can watch them, like whatever. That is a good point. Good point. Because like the theater experience. Can you imagine watching Endgame at home by yourself? Well, that's what I'm trying to say is like <laughs> you can't like there's certain <laughs> the, movie, there's certain films you need to watch in the theater. Yeah, there's like the, the Tenet. Nah, Tenet. I could have watched at home. I would have been fine. Well, I, I didn't like, need to whatever. watch that. I didn't need to watch that at all. Really, to be honest with you. <laughs> Inception though, like when we watched that with the D box, Inception that needs thing, to be in theaters. That was, that was good. like that's that's why I think t- he's right in some regards. Like Tenet is whatever because it wasn't even that great in the first place. You know, you, we were Dunkirk, which I didn't like, and I know you didn't like. I that didn't like either. that much yeah, either. So but the, but but that's it's why the it's point, like though. in my mind, I'm like, eh. But <laughs> I will say to the fact that with Dunkirk, even though that I didn't like it that much, it was better in the theater than I know it would have been at home. I would never have seen that movie in theaters. I couldn't even. Force oh, did you it. watch bar- it at home? Yeah, I barely forced myself to watch it at home. I had. No I mean, it was really this. visually appealing, and it was. Uh, wait, Dunkirk. Never mind. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking of 1917. Oh, Dunkirk. Hold on. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, Dunkirk's not good. That, was not, that was not a good movie. I, I know I know it has its fans for everyone who's like, Dunkirk's really good. I, I know where you're coming from. I get, I've seen the reviews. It was not for me. <laughs> I was very bored. I was, the tired whole of thing. Seeing, I was tired of seeing the same, same scene over and over again. But. Oh, it's just, oh, look, sand landing on his head. Oh, oh look, boats. More planes. <laughs> oh, look, planes. Oh, look, more sand. Oh, look, a kid died, a kid died in a boat. Oh, that's it. Okay, bye. Oh, the movie's over after two and a half hours. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot of stuff. We're bar- and that was this is a barely week. And after all that news for Warner Brothers, that was a barely a week into this. So we'll just see what comes more news as the week goes on. Maybe I'm sure there's more to report next week. Okay. We have happy news now. Happy news. As we got to talk and about strange every news. week. <laughs> strange news. True. Spider Man Three. Of course, we talk about that like every week, every time we can because I love Spider Man. It's Marvel. 3. It's and, awesome. I love and it. it seems like the hot topic right now because there's a lot of movie news coming out. So last time we had talked about Jamie Foxx returning as Electro, but we weren't sure if he was going to be playing the same Electro from his Amazing Spider-Man or if he was going to be playing a new Electro. Well, they pretty much already confirmed, they pretty much basically said that he was going to be the same exact Electro as the Amazing Spider-Man 2, but not because they came out and said that. Because they said that, it just came out from The Hollywood Reporter, Alfred Molina is returning as the Dr. Octopus in spider-man 3 you know what what the, the thing is he's dead right but I, okay no good point that's a good point it's like 
It's like the rumors of Emma Stone coming back. It's like, but she's dead. <laughs> and I, I brought this up to one of my other friends who, who were talking about, you know, uh, time, time and all that. And I was like, but the multiverse and how time works, he can go back to whatever time he wants. Like, because if you go into the multiverse, you know, you can go back to whatever time you want. Yeah, kind of like, like Noir and shit like that in the 40s. Right, kind of like you did with, uh, what, what, uh, in, in Endgame when they did the... Time heist. Time heist. Exactly. It's. I feel like it's the same sort of the same concept. They're just gonna Doc Ock. It's gonna be like he disappears right before Battle of Spider Man Two, and then he comes back. He's like, "Fuck, I gotta fight this one," and he dies. That'd be so sad. So, along <laughs> with so, not only was Electro, he basically confirms that Electro is coming back as regular, or you know, as Amazing Spider Man Two Electro, and Alfred because because Alfred Molina is returning as Doctor Octopus. I was like, why would it, why would you have Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus unless it wasn't specifically becoming that Spider Man Two movie? I, this pretty much just means that Tobey Maguire yeah, and like, Andrew Garfield are like back. It's 100%. Except for reportedly, no. rumored, oh, rumored should we, right. or should I say reportedly, rumored, Andrew Garfield has already signed paperwork to be in Spider-Man 3. I've seen 3, that, yes. Rumored, but it's a but, rumor. It's not confirmed by any legitimate okay. sources. No, but, but really, but, the thing is, at this point, you have those two characters from both of, both the franchises. You're going to have the actors in, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. There's no... Like, Watch Tobey Maguire There's no like, way. No. There's not going to... <laughs> I don't actually want to. Like, like That would ruin that the whole was, script, dude. That was like, 13 years ago, bro. I'm good. <laughs> my thing is they already have him signed on. I know. I know for a fact. They would not be releasing this information. They would not be creating a story built around the Spider-Verse unless they Secretly, were already there. Sony's just fucking with all of us. They're just like, you think it's going to be that way, oh but God. it's not. Wednesday. That would be messed up. <laughs> You get there and it's like, yeah, it's Electro. You're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? He's like, he's in Tom Holland's universe. There's no, there's no multiverse. There's he's no- just like, he's a new character. It's gonna be like fucking what they do with Mysterio, being like, yeah, I'm from, I'm from a different Earth or whatever. And everyone's like, multiverse? The oh fuck? my gosh, and that was the biggest like, fake out ever. They're like, yeah. Really, he's just playing this version's Doctor Octopus and this world's version of Electro. Oh my god, that'd be <laughs> fucked up, dude. I mean, that would be messed up at that point, but I'd be and watching I- it. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Never take any Spider-Man dude news again. They're going to be like, Andrew Garfield's coming back. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He's the pizza guy, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. You're like, right, sure. It's like you watch it and he's Harry Osborn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, hot on the heels of Alfred Molina returning as Dr. Octopus. Uh, it's sort of a movie news. I'm not really entirely sure yet because... Um, it's another rumor. It's another rumor, but also like it was reported by a lesser-known uh, film... Uh, uh, or view site called Murphy's Films. They have reported on some stuff on the past, but I haven't quite seen it come into fruition yet. So they reported that the new Spider-Man three trailer would be out this month in December. Uh, it is that, early though. It so is early, so it might happen. But that's why I'm taking this with a grain of salt. We will discuss that if it does happen, though. So but they reported that Charlie Cox is returning as Daredevil in Spider-Man three. I do have an issue with this one though, because three years ago, sure, when Daredevil went out, when like got canceled, everyone was like, "Well, in three years, he'll be in Spider-Man 3. No way. Like, everybody was like, yeah, in three years, yeah, he'll be in Spider-Man 3. He's going to be, as soon as they get the rights back, he's going to be Spider-Man 3. And then, like, after Far From Home, especially after Far From Home, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Charlie Cox is going to be the the uh, lawyer that bails him out. Oh, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's like, oh, yeah, he's coming back as Daredevil. It's like, I've heard all this before. Like, this isn't, like, I don't I don't trust this. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, I, there's so much movie news at this point that, I, I mean, I, I saw a uh, meme for... Spider-Man 3, it has like, breaking, Tom Holland has a cameo in Spider-Man 3 because of all these characters that are coming Here, in. Here's another issue, though, is that Spider-Man 3 is filming right now. Yes. And they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're officially cast. It's like... 
they were already late, cast. Are you? That's what I'm saying. I think when we gonna... hear these news, it's when we hear the news, it's already like three months ago that this stuff was already signed. They're they're like teasing Spider-Man three. They're like get hyped, and then I'm over here like we haven't even seen Black Widow yet. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's one of those. Th- this year is weird because you hear all this movie news and all these this uh, all this traction, pro- all this progress, stuff. and they're like. We'll never, we're not going to see it for like five years. I, don't I know. Care. We're just like, please just give me something new, dude. Like, I, I, like, I, like I'm like, I'm eating the Mandalorian. I'm waking up at 1 a.m. so I can watch the Mandalorian as soon as it drops because I'm starving for new content. They're like, in January, WandaVision. I was like, that was supposed to be in July. <laughs> I was like, just give it to me, please. I was like, I thought it was supposed to be the end of December. And now you moved it to January. Oh, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is supposed to come out at the beginning of this year, too. Where the fuck is that? I mean, obviously, we obviously know why. Oh, no, Falcon Winter Soldier is but... supposed to come out in summer. And WandaVision is supposed to come out in December. Right. And now, like, we're getting Falcon Winter Soldier. And you're like, well, what about Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier? Soldier? I want something. Like, come on. And they're like, one more month. You know what? Like, no. I think the reason that one got delayed is I think. Something in Black Widow happens that n- is necessary to know for Black Falcon Winter Soldier, or one vice versa. That's why one of them is not coming out before the other. I forgot how it works. You find it weird that Spider Man Three has a multiverse that Doctor Strange is coming out until twenty twenty. I thought that is weird. <laughs> yes, I was like, okay, if they have a giant mass multiverse, and this is the first time we're being introduced to the multiverse in Spider Man, but Doctor yeah, Strange, Strange is in the multiverse of madness, right? You think yeah, that would be a come out first and then Spider Man? It was supposed to. I know. Well, that's, that's what I thought. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they're like, screw it. Doesn't matter. It's Marvel. <laughs> people will watch it anyway. You know, Our timeline can be you, fucked. I don't care. I bet you, Kevin Feige, you sitting here is like, oh, people are gonna go see Spider Man anyways. So fuck it. I don't. <laughs> Dude, it's, okay. This is the funniest thing. Is like, like, like we discussed with New Mutants when that came out. It's like Kevin Feige could just be like, it's good, and I'll be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Kevin Feige, I love you. It's pretty he's good. Like, he sees New Mutants. He's like, fuck it, just release it. It's like, yeah, this is a great film. Because I actually like New Mutants. I'm, I'm stupid though. I like. I like Marvel. I'm not, like, biased. I love Marvel. But then it's like, Kevin Feige can be like, yeah, Venom 2 takes place in MCU, whatever. And everyone will be like, oh my god, that's crazy, dude. It's like a shove off. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's it's in another multiverse. The fuck? Another multiverse. Another, another multiverse. He's like, Amy Pascal just got my ass. (laughs) We don't want your shit, but we'll take it. Yeah, I'm hoping this multiverse stuff doesn't get too corny, but we'll um, wait and see, I guess. Every two years, we're going to have a Spider-Verse movie. I don't care that. That would be I'm hoping really it doesn't cool. get like overused though. Like they're like, I know, Spider Verse, it's, like it's gonna be like and those the films. Movie. It's gonna be just like those films that we watched as kids called like Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. I love that. Oh, no, me too. <laughs> or, or they had, like in, they had for one one movie that called like that was on Jimmy's side of the world, and then one that was on Timmy's side of the world, and then they went to both in the third yeah, one exactly. <laughs> this one's gonna be like, and in this one we're in Tom Holland's, and then Tom Holland goes to Andrew Garfield's, and then they go to Tobey Maguire's, <laughs> and now they're back in Tom Holland. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> what about Miles Morales? Wait, what? <laughs> they're like, they're like we don't have that one. Like, wait, what? No, he's on the cartoon. We don't fuck with that. No, we don't, we don't want to mess with Miles. That. <laughs> Aaron Davis is better be like the Prowler in Spider-Man Three. Give us like a tease. Oh, that'd be Give cool. Me something. <laughs> well, with the explosion of a galactic cinematic proportions probe being <laughs> percolated about. Let's move on to our movie night watch. I like that pun. That was a good pun. <laughs> Galactic. Right. <Nice. laughs> Each Monday, we gather a bunch of friends together and watch an Oscar-winning Best Picture film alternating between the older and newer years. <laughs> this week, uh, we watched the 2014 Best Picture winner, 12 Years a Slave. We say we, but really it was just me. Ah, I mean, I watched <laughs> it. I watched a little bit of it. Um, you so... watched it for like the first half hour, and then you're like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not going to yeah, watch it. Yeah, honestly, I did. But... Uh, <laughs> Just so you guys don't, if you don't know, 12 Years a Slave follows uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who plays Solomon Northup, a free black man from upstate New York, uh, who is kidnapped and sold into slavery in the South. He is subjected to the cruelty of one of the of one eleven owner, 
who he plays by Michael Fassbender. He also finds unexpected kindness from another as he struggles to continually to survive and maintain some of his dignity. I had a very hard time watching this movie. It is a very um, uncomfortable watch. I just cannot. Is okay. In general, I, I'm very bad at watching films where the antagonist cannot fight back. Or sorry, the protagonist can't fight back. He does fight back. He beat that one guy up. I know, but it's and like almost got hanged. It's like, but it's like one of those things where it's like constant, like just he's just always getting kicked out. Yeah, abused, and then on, you add on top of that the racial like undertones, and obviously I or uh, not undertones, the very overtones in Twelve Years a Slave. But and I know this is very a white privilege thing of me, but it's just very hard for me to watch and, and fathom that people would be like that. Um, so it was just hard to watch, and I, I know I'll give it a rewatch to give it a real thing and actually let myself experience it. But I, I couldn't, you know, at least for this first time, not be able to. I couldn't. I had to separate. Dude, it's rough. Yeah, I actually I sat there the entire time, and all I could think about was like trying to make jokes to make it like less uncomfortable for me because I was like, oh yeah, she's getting her back ripped. Do you see the flesh and the blood splaying over the place? This is so. Like I'm just like because it's so uncomfortable to watch. Right, it's like exactly. God, fucking people are horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like it's hard to fathom that that's not even a thing. I mean, obviously, uh, it is, and that's just my white privilege talking because I can even say that that is it's hard to fathom thing. But it's messed up, and I can see why it would, would best picture winner just because of the, of the fact that it's how how heavy it is just from the material and the fact that they made it good and interesting. I mean, the main character was was really interesting. And I I, I cast sports of it while I was watching In and Out, but do you see how uh how many movies we watch that has Marvel characters in it? Yeah, I mean, like well, that's because they but Marvel has that's what Kevin Feige. I mean, uh, we'll go back into Marvel again too much, but, <laughs> but that's what Kevin Feige does is he makes sure he gets well not just Kevin Feige, but gets good actors from different things. Yeah, dude, it's crazy because we can watch like any movie and it'll be like that dude was in Doctor Strange, that dude was in fucking Wonder Woman, that. Like, Mm-hmm. every single thing like that person is in some kind of superhero movie well that's the thing is superhero movies have realized that they need to get good actors to make their movies good and that's and that's the thing about movie, how how far superhero movies have come is from you know from your Captain America with a trash can way back in the day and a helmet and a bicycle helmet or not a bicycle or a motorcycle helmet to or even Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger that did Hulk no that was uh, Hulk no Lou it was Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno's Hulk to now, when we got these these like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, you know, you get actual real good, really good actors. And it makes um, it so much better. And exactly. But reg- regardless, so like this movie is, uh, this movie is really rough. So basically, you spend twelve years in movie time, not, right. not watching it, but like in, oh in the movie. But you spend twelve years with Solomon Northup as he takes on the name Platt. Or oh, that's what they give him. Yeah, they give him the name Platt because they kidnap him because he's a performer, and they kidnap him and say he's a slave and like sell him, even though he was a free man in the North. And basically, like, he first, first he goes to a nice, I don't want to say nice, because, like, they're slave owners, they're not nice, but he's more well-treated right. by the guy who, I can't remember his name, because he's only in the movie for, like, 20 minutes, but, like, he's played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. And uh, he has a worker played by Paul Dano. Oh, my God. And uh, Paul Dano basically, like, beats the shit out of him. Yeah, there's a lot of uncomfortable scenes, like, like they basically... St- Wanted they, to kill they, him. Yeah, they don't shy away from the shit that happens. Exactly. They're not like, eh, hey, we're going to look away. And you're like, no, no, you it's watch. Like, you watch. <laughs> it's one of the things, and they, they make you watch, and they keep it on there for so long, and it makes you more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable. Like, and it, and this is hard for me to watch. And I, and I know I need to sit through it because it's something that, like, I should be able to sit through and, and experience it. Because of, because if they, if other people, like, in the past have gone through it, then I should be able to watch a movie about it. But Dude, it's like um, I'm not, and the thing is, is I don't usually shy away from. I don't shy away from most stuff. Like to me, most stuff is like I don't. I can watch whatever, but like this is really hard for me. Like I don't. Ugh. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a it's a fucked up movie. But no, Paul Dano, like basically at one point, tells Solomon to use nails, 
and then gets mad because Solomon uses the nails and tries to beat him with a whip. So Solomon gets the whip and starts beating him. And when they ask him, like, what happened? He's like, you were going to whip me for doing what you told me to do. And then, like, they try to lynch him. Yep. And then Benedict Cumberbatch's character is like, yo, you got to get out of here. Like, I can't I have you. you here. Like, so he sells him to Michael Fassbender, which is so hard to watch Michael Fassbender, like, rape people and, like, beat them and, like, be a horrible person. Because I was like, you're Magneto, which I know is a villain, but you like Magneto. So well, it's like, Magnus, you go, yeah, but. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's awkward. It's like, no, you can't, no, stop. Exactly. But then it's like, you're watching this guy and he's, like, screaming at Solomon, getting drunk, like, his wife's throwing bottles at people's heads and shit. Like, oh, that was whack, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, every turn, there's just something, like, even worse, like, just around the corner. And you're like, like this you, is hard like, to watch. This is the bad part. And it's like, you thought. <laughs> you thought. Like, they're, they're having a dance. Like, he wakes up the, like, slaves mm-hmm. to go dance in his house, and his wife just picks up an empty liquor, like, glass bottle and hurls just it at a girl's head. Fed, yeah, exactly. And says, like, get rid of the bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't if there's so many things to go into with this film, but I would, I would, I would watch it just for the fact of it, I mean, to see why it won Best Picture, and also for the fact that it's a... Hard film to watch, but an important film to, to be able to understand. And the fact that it was based, it was on a true, it was true, a true story too. Dude, the ending. Okay, spoilers for this, but the ending. It's just the the title cards at the end. It's not the ending of the film, but like they don't know when he died. He wrote this book, Twelve Years a Slave, and then he just disappeared. Like they don't know where he died. They don't know where he's buried. They don't know what happened to him. And I was like, that's fucked. <laughs> it is, yeah, exactly. My review on Letterbox. Was pure pure raw footage. This film holds nothing back, absolutely nothing. It makes it obscenely uncomfortable. It's obscenely uncomfortable to watch scenes. Oh my god, I can't talk, Mitchell. <laughs> it makes obscenely uncomfortable to watch scenes attack you with visceral images. You see the blood spray and the flesh tear as the unforgivable crimes take place. It's heartbreaking torture, and yet you always want Solomon to escape to go home to his family. It's it's an unforgettable movie. Exactly. It's like it's like one of those things that like it stays with me. Like I yeah, I, I was like. Fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. It is one of the ones to stay with you, and that that is for sure. And I, like I said, I'll have to rewatch it again just so that it for sure stays with me. It's. it's um, I think it's. I don't want to say it's the best of the newer ones because, as you know, we alternate from old to new. Sure. But like, it's it's up there with some of the newer ones we've seen because we've only watched um, *Parasite* to *12 Years a Slave* going backwards, right. and like, it's it's up there as one of the best ones. No, yeah, I definitely agree. It's just hard to watch. <laughs> it is hard, very hard to watch, but. Uh, well, with that guy, with that down, we're going to move on to our weekly movie watches. Um, every week, you know, we don't get the chance to watch every movie together, uh, despite our undying friendship. Uh, I try, but you don't want to come over. <laughs> exactly, like it's so much. <laughs> but um, so I got a chance to watch John Q, starring Denzel Washington. Uh, John Q basically follows a, a dude who has a kid with a heart problem. The kid has a heart problem, and uh, life insurance fails them because of america and denzel washington takes the hospital hostage with a gun takes the takes the, takes the heart surgeon hostage i didn't expect that you're like with a gun i was like oh shit oh, I, <laughs> yeah he takes a hostage he basically closes down the emergency room and takes the place hostage this was like a 180 for me because i was basically yeah like, it sounds like way because it like, was like the first yeah, you know, hour, it's a really like sad sounding movie of him trying to like Get his family together, try to help his son, and it's like, yeah, he takes the hospital hostage. The first, like, well, the first hour of the, this film was like, I don't know where this is going because basically, you know, it turns out you know this kid, the guy has a good relationship with this kid, and the kid's a really sweet, sweet kid, and then the kid like falls over playing baseball, and then they find out that he has a heart condition, and the, the hospital like, it's a heartfelt movie, nice, right? And it's you're like, oh, you're like, okay, okay, that, that, that's sad. 
And like so, then the uh, doctors say his his insurance doesn't isn't covered. So then uh, Denzel Washington goes back to his uh, job site, which which he only works at twenty or basically part time now because it's a, he works at a construction worker. And they basically told him that they dropped his insurance to part time. But he but he's like, oh, I work full time. I'm employed full time, but I only work part time. And like and because you guys don't have enough work. Like, well, yeah, that's why we give you part time insurance because you only work part time. My work does that too. If you like go down to like thirty hours, right? Which is a thing. Time. Which is a, it's it's a thing that America does, or whatever. But the fact is, he didn't have the insurance to cover his heart his son's heart surgery, so he couldn't. So he couldn't get the heart surgery done. And the and the chick to, the lady told him at the hospital, well, unless you come up with like the sixty k that you need to put down as a deposit for the heart surgery because it costs two hundred fifty thousand to do this, then we're not we're not putting your son on the donors list, and he can't get a heart. That's fucked. That's and America, he's like, though. That's America, exactly. And this is, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And he's like, so he he does all he can to try and sell as much stuff as he can, and he comes up with like fifteen k, not even close to the the sixty k that he needs. And so he's like, what do I do? And then he goes, he goes and begs the the people and, and you know to applies to all these different grants or whatever. And they basically tell him like, nah, we're not gonna help your kid. He's like, he's probably just gonna die. He's like, we're not, you know, he's like, you can't come with the money. We don't care. He's just gonna die. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch this movie. I and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And so, well, and so then he like approaches the, the heart surgeon doctor. He basically asks him one more time, like, "Hey, please, please, like, my, you know, I, I need my kid. I will do whatever I can to get this money for the rest of my life. Just save my kid. Put him on the list, you know." And the guy's like, "No, I'm not. I can't help you. Like, this is out of my hands. It's not my decision." Blah blah blah. And and so basically, it's weird because the way it happens in the movie is like he pulls out his gun, right? Yeah. But. The way the movie sh- is shot changes just very, very slightly, and so I thought it was like a flash or like a thing in his head where he th- what he wanted to do, until it kept going and going, and I was like, wait a minute, oh, this is real. <laughs> You're like, hold up. So, but so basically, he takes out the gun and pushes the guy in the emergency room, and he takes this emergency room hostage with at least like five other people. Um, and uh, you know, I'm gonna let you guys watch it because I wanna, I wanna like leave the ending a little bit like open to see what happens. Um. But yeah, basically, he takes the, the emergency room hostage, and he basically his ultimatum is to get his son a heart. That's fucking sad, dude. Actually, I, you know what? No, no, no. I'm not gonna watch it because I want I want I want to talk about it a lot, and it's actually really it's a really a good story because his son gets a heart. Let's just say that. However, the whole actually does he get a heart? I don't know. <laughs> you I'm guys not, have to watch it. I'm not watching this movie. It sounds heartbreaking. I'll like, just let you guys watch it. I don't like it. sad movies. <laughs> no, I'll just let you guys watch it, um, and you should you should tell me. All, all, all I'll say is it's not... I'm, okay, that, that's, I'll just tell you the ending. The kid gets a heart. Actually, that, that's not a spoiler, because the kid gets a heart. I'll tell you that. It is, it is a good ending. The kid gets a heart. So we'll just go with that. Um, but, Bryce... You're I will, about to make my movies look like shit. I just... I, I mean, <laughs> well, anything with Denzel Washington, you know you know it's going to no, be... Dude, you know it's gonna gonna be I watched one of his movies called Fences. I didn't like that movie. Okay, well, anything Denzel like Washington dr- and like anything Denzel Washington in, he's good. That's all I gotta say. He wasn't good at Fences. I'll watch Fences this week, and I'll tell you if he was good or not. <laughs> yeah, he was nominated for Best Picture in 2015. Okay, well, then he was nominated for Best Picture, so it was good. <laughs> that doesn't make it good. You know Well, that. I mean, <laughs> no, but the fact is, if it was nominated for Best Picture, a lot, majority of people <laughs> thought it was good, so... Even if, we, even if we don't agree, technically it was good. All right, well, I, uh, I had a... I bought, I, I got, I have cable, which I'm sure you know. Sure. M- most people don't. I do. Uh, there's a channel called Turner Classic Movies. I'm you sure you've heard of it. Yeah. TCM. I, I have that now. And the night I bought it, Gentleman Prefer Blondes was on. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. Hey, sweet. And uh, 
I don't like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I hate Marilyn okay. Monroe. Her voice is so fucking so, annoying. So, when you told me this at first, I looked at you and I was like, what are you talking about? You don't like Marilyn Monroe, you weirdo. And then... Because then I, it dawned on me that I've never actually seen her in anything. I've just seen pictures of her. her. I just know Marilyn Monroe. And then you're like, okay, hold up. i got to show you this. And you're like, you show me some clips of her. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I would not want to watch a whole movie of that, dude. She's like, she's like, oh, oh, no, little oh, Marilyn Christ. Monroe. Give me some, I don't even know. Like, this is what Give she's me money. Like, no, dude, like, her, her character. Oh, it's okay, so. so let me, let me like, get into no. a jump for blondes, because that's what this is about. It's right. not about Marilyn Monroe. That's a person, not a movie. So, correct, correct. There was a movie called Marilyn, but I'm not watching that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Jump for Blondes follows two workers. I don't know if I call them workers. or like, I don't want to call them burlesque workers. They're dancers. Sure. One of them played by Marilyn Monroe, and the other one is played by Jane Russell. And Marilyn Monroe What's has... Yeah, she's yeah. Jane Russell. She's hot. I like exactly. Jane Russell. Even though she's, you know, she was probably like 40 when she when the, this was made. I don't care. She was hot. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so, but obviously Marilyn Monroe <laughs> is blonde. And then, and then you know, the, uh, Jane Russell's brunette. Brunette, which is important. Right. Gentlemen for, for blonde. Remember that. So anyway, Marilyn Monroe has a suitor. I want to call him a suitor. That sounds old-timey. Let's go with that. Okay. And he basically is a fucking pushover who Marilyn Monroe's character is like, Oh, honey, give me some money. And he's like. Yeah, here's my wallet. <laughs> like, that's not a pushover. That's a sugar daddy. <laughs> it's not even a sugar daddy, dude. He's a fucking loser. Oh, does he not? Like, does he not get her at all? Kinda. Okay, that doesn't count. Let me let me, let me, let me explain. Let me, let me go through. Okay, this. yeah, go. Okay, go so he, she uh, she agrees to marry him for the money, not because she likes him. Sure. For the money, because so, his daddy is a fucking so rich you're fucking me oil Marilyn man. Monroe is no, like it's not Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe's character is a gold digger. I feel like she is in most movies. Really? But anyways, okay, so number four blonde. <laughs> but, so. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, let's go on a honeymoon. But his uh, he, he his dad, her her lover's dad, is like, you can't go. So she goes on this honeymoon by herself. They're not married yet. They're going to get married in Europe. But he's not going with her on this boat. Why? Because her her dad hates him. Or okay. his dad hates her. Okay. Because um, he, he realizes, you know, she's a gold-digging bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, smart, Okay. But uh, they go on this boat, and Marilyn Monroe basically spends the entire voyage to Europe trying to get in with this old fucking sugar daddy mm-hmm. because he's rich, and she's like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Meanwhile, her uh, companion woman, played by Jane Russell, who I can't remember her name. I can't remember any of their names. They weren't that interesting. Sure. But I think one was like Laura Lee was like Marilyn Monroe's character's name, but regardless. So basically, uh, there's a private detective that the her suitor's dad hired to follow her around and get photos of her being risque with other men. To be like, son. Was she risque? Not in the sense of like she was trying to fuck everybody, but she was definitely using everybody for money. Okay. And there's he got some photographs, but the private detective falls in love with Jane Russell's character. And Jane Russell's character falls in love with the private detective. But of course she's like, well, you're trying to hurt my friends, so I don't want to be with you. Anyway, they get to Europe, and it turns out that they, uh, the detective reported that Laura Lee, or Marilyn Monroe's character, was a fucking tramp. And Uh-oh. canceled her money and everything that the suitor gave her to live in Europe. Cancel the credit cards! Essentially what happened. And so Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe become dancers in Europe to make some money. Okay. And she gets accused of stealing a tiara. And is it? There's more. Okay, good. The, the suitor comes to Europe and is like... You know, I love you. Like, I, I can't be with you. I'm sorry. You're a tramp. Like, why would he not? Why would he report that you're a tramp if you're not a tramp? And she's like, oh, but I love you. He's like, you stole a tiara. And she's like, no, it was given to me. <laughs> That's her excuse is it was given to her. She didn't well, steal was, it. It was, was it, given to was her. Was it stolen, though? 
this is the good part. Jane Russell goes to court to testify on her no, as Laura Lee with the fucking blonde Did hair. Did Jane Russell do it? What? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. The old man she was like trying to sue because it was his wife's tiara? Yeah. Took it. The old man? Yeah, he stole it back. Oh my goodness. And so they can't find the tiara and the detective helps uh, Marilyn Monroe and her companion get the tiara or whatever. By the end of the movie, you're just like, fuck Marilyn Monroe, man. She's a gold digger. But Jane Russell's hot and she's nice and she deserves happiness. <laughs> she was the best part of the film. Fuck Marilyn Monroe. She sucks. <laughs> but the end of the film is like the guy's, like she's sister and she finds the dad and he's like, yeah, fuck Laura Lee. I don't like her. And she's like, I'm Laura Lee because he went to the trial and saw Jane Russell. Right. And he thought that that was Laura Lee. And then he's like, well, I don't really like you. You're a slut. <laughs> You're a slut. <laughs> and she's like, but I love him. And the dad's like, I love her. And then they get married. Like, she still ends up with a fucking pushover. Wow. But it's like, like, she just plays the same gold digging bitch in everything I've seen her in. I've only yeah. seen her in two movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little messed up there, but. It's, it's literally it like she fun. plays I mean, this dizzy, dumbass blonde. I mean, it sounds, I mean, at least the way you assigned it, where you may explain it, it probably is more interesting than the movie. I'm not going to it's interesting, but, like, I don't know, it's worth a watch in my mind, because there's, like, you know, there's a funny kid who helps her out of a window because she gets stuck in a window, whatever. You know, there's, stuff, there's funny scenes, but it's, like, the character plays so dizzy and dumb that I just hate her. Right, exactly. Because it's, like, no one's this fucking dumb. Yeah, I It's, I like, agree. one of those over, over, over over, overacting. Overacting, like, exactly. Oh, that's I'm such a helpless little lady. That's it's exactly like, what it seemed bitch. like she overacted. Yeah, because I showed you some clips of, like, right. her being, like, a tiara, does it go around my neck? And they're, like... No, you dumb bitch. It's a tiara. Like, you're like, no, okay, who wrote this movie? Like, who wrote this movie and why is Marilyn Monroe acting that way? The best thing is, she wasn't even the lead. Jane Russell was. But I like Jane Russell. You know why like, Jane Russell was brought in? To be the lead. To be the lead because yeah. Marilyn Monroe didn't have such a big following yet. Following or that she wasn't that good in the first place. She's not a good actress. At least, okay, for all you Marilyn Monroe stands, let's face it, you're just liking her because she's hot. I mean, of course. She's a sex icon. She's not a good actress. She's done some good things. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. she's, you know, she's she's... She's done good in some things, but she just plays the same character and everything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't really know her. Mo- I mean, I've, I actually. You, Did you know about- she was a she was a depressed alcoholic. Um, I think I've heard who the director of, that. of Gentlemen for Blondes. I think it was Gentlemen for Blondes. It was either Gentlemen for Blondes or Seven Year Itch. Hated working with her, so he vowed never to work with her again. Oh my goodness! Ended up doing it anyway because he was like, she's the only character that could do this. It's like you just hire her back. Cause she's yeah, I don't. Hot. <laughs> I don't know her much more for just for just for that, like you know the photos of her that she yeah it's literally just the photos fam- famous photos of her but other than that i don't know i also don't like how everyone just acts like she's like the hottest person in the world it's like she's really not and her I mean, voice is really annoying but she's cute but then also jane uh jane russell's way fucking yeah. hotter yeah she is she's pretty cute i was too. like i like that one better you're like yeah she looks better but like, yes she does you know, obviously that's a, a personal taste personal taste of, it's yeah, just one but, of the things where everyone always talks about how great marilyn monroe is and then when i've actually watched marilyn monroe i was like She's like, wait a minute, she's not that good. But, well, you, to be fair, when you did show me, I was like, okay, well, I was like, that's not much more than I expected of her anyways. I'm not going to lie, but... I mean, I expected more with the with the amount of, like, praise and following she still has. Fair. Like, I after expected all this time. her to be, like... Honestly, I didn't even know she was an actor. Like, you told me she, was, she acted in movies. You're like, like wait, what? what? It was, I like, thought she just sang. And I was like, I've actually even heard it, never even heard it. And then I showed songs. you the singing, and I was like, doesn't her voice sound different when she sings versus when she talks? Like, she has a deeper voice, and, like, I'm pretty sure her voice she used in all of her movies was just a stage performing voice. Probably. She was like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, big daddy, I don't know. <laughs> and you want my whisper in your ear. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. That was a, that was my TCM thing. I Actually, I'm enjoying this channel. It's, like, it's basically all movie stuff, and I love it. That's awesome. Like, as soon as I finished Gentleman Before Blondes, a silent film came on. I was like, this is great. This is, like, my shit. You're like, this is my life. <laughs> I love this. And then, well, fun fact, just I'm just going to mention this. 
the silent movie came on, you know what showed up first? What? The Criterion Seal. <laughs> nice. I was like, Criterion? Like Criterion? I, had, I went and looked at my collection. I was like, do I have this? <laughs> That's nice. Did you? I do not. Oh, it's so you watched the movie? I, I, yeah, I did not watch it on TCM because it's two and a half hours long. And oh, you're like, it's a long movie, dude. It's from 1931, silent film, two and a half hours. Oh, plus, like, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't I was double like, time or whatever. I was like, I'm good. No, don't get me wrong. There are silent films I won't watch in double speed. But this one would not have been that. This is like some surrealism, but that's beside the point. It's like some really long ass shots of just people looking at the ocean. I was like, I don't really want to yeah. watch that in normal speed. <laughs> well, you also watched the movie called Trading Places. Yes. This one is a comedy. Okay. Which I don't like comedies. Right. But I watched this one and it has Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Right, and you told me, yeah, you uh, how you sent it to me, and I was like, wait, you actually gave this high stars? It's, like, it's an Eddie Murphy film. And you're like, yeah, and? I was like, well, Eddie Murphy does comedies. He's like, yeah, and? And I was like, you don't like comedies. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but this is what I do. But it's, it's really funny. So Dan Aykroyd plays a rich snob accountant, mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy plays a bum. Okay. And basically, like, this big misunderstanding happens where, like, the rich guy gets knocked over by Eddie Murphy, and Murphy's like, he, he tells him, like, the... the, the He's a criminal. He tried to see Rob, even though Eddie Murphy was like, I'm just trying to give you back your fucking bag, but all right. Right. And uh, these old men. So racial profiling? Okay. Yes. And these old men basically sit in there and they're like, well, a man like that, the bum, is only in a situation because of where he is now. If he was in a place like the rich man, he wouldn't be acting like this. And the guy's like, oh, you really want to put a bet on that? Because they're brothers. Like the usual? He's like, yeah, the usual. They shake on it. So what they do is they bail Eddie Murphy out of jail and give him the house the butler, the job of the rich guy played by Dan Aykroyd. What the hell? And Dan Aykroyd basically like goes to gets like goes to jail, comes out, goes home, knocks on the door and is like, oh, thank God you're here. You know, because his butler opens the door. He's like, thank God, you know, thank, I need clothes. And the guy's like, who the fuck are you? Oh my God. Because he's hired by the brothers. Right. And was, he was, they asked him, was like, would you be willing to do this? He's like, well, yeah, you pay me. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever, man. Okay. You're my boss. I'm him. Fuck it. And it, like, it's so funny because, um, who fuck's her name? Jamie. Jamie. Fox? No, Jamie. She played in Halloween. Jamie. Jamie Curtis? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, yeah, Jamie, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. She plays a prostitute in this movie who basically is hired by the brothers, like one of their workers, to fuck with this man, the rich guy, to ruin his relationship oh, okay, with, nice. his, with his, like, fiance. This sounds messed up. <laughs> you haven't got to the best part. That's why it's so funny to me. So she basically he gets out of jail, walk like before he goes back to his butler, and he comes down and Jamie Lee Curtis comes out and like kisses him in front of his fiance. Oh no! He's like baby because he's like he's arrested for being a, like a dope dealer. Okay. And she's like baby, I just need a hit. I just need a little bit. I just need a little. And his girlfriend's like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, you know me. And then kisses him in front of the girl. And she's like, fuck this, I hate you. And slaps him and like runs away. And the guy's like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh and then God. the girl like as soon as the fiance leaves, like, oh yeah, that man over there paid me. 100, 100 bucks to come do this to you and the guy's like the fuck that's messed up and the guy's gone so he doesn't know who did it which is funny too because he just disappears and then he goes and lives with the prostitute like she helps him because okay. he's like I'm really rich you know I got da 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 and then his bank accounts have been frozen because he was arrested for dope dealing he's kicked out of his house he lost his job he lost his fiance he's lost his whole job meanwhile Eddie Murphy gets his butler gets his house gets his car gets his job is actually really good at it because he's supposed to be guessing, like, uh, stock market changes. Oh, sure. And so he's like, well, you know, people aren't going to be doing that because, you know, it's Christmas time. And obviously, da 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 And he's really good at it. And they're like, nice. And the brother who did the bet together, they're like, I told you. He's like, shut the fuck up. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it basically, it transpires until, like, 
the rich guy has gone such down low where he dresses as Santa, goes to the party, like at the corporate party, and tries to plant dope in Eddie Murphy's desk. Oh my goodness. And then comes in and calls the boss and is like, look, look, look. And the guy's just sitting there like, holy fuck, you did it. And the brothers just stare at each other like, all right. And then like Eddie Murphy goes to the bathroom because at this point he's like, you know, I'm trying to do my best. Right. I got this job. I got this house. You know, I'm, I'm going to do my best. He's sitting in the bathroom smoking weed because, you know, it's the 80s. And he's sitting there because the weed was part of the dope things he drew in. He's in there like booming in the event and then he has the door open. So he gets on the toilet and the brothers look under the stalls and he goes, all right, so you're right. So what do we do? Do we want uh, the guy back? You know, the rich guy, they're like, no, 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 no. I can't think I could work with him again. He's really fucked up now. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, 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 I agree. What about, what about the, what about Eddie Murphy's character? They're like, no, let's just keep him until the new year and then, then we'll just get rid of him. They're like, oh shit, meanwhile, Eddie Murphy's in the toilet. Like, fuck right and they're like all right so you won the bet it's like yep here you go one dollar oh my it is one dollar <laughs> i i'm sorry if you can't see my you can't see my reaction but i'm really just facepalming right now okay, they, i just had to take a moment they to facepalm. ruined what a guy's life two guys lives for a dollar that sounds like some shit me and my best friend would do <laughs> me and michael would do it's like, hey, you want to make a bet? <laughs> and he's like, do it. <laughs> but it gets better. Okay. Because I'm going to spoil this whole movie. Okay. Heads up. I'm going to spoil the whole fucking thing. They find out that there's a frozen orange juice like stock exchange tip they're supposed to pick up. So Eddie Murphy teams up with the rich dude to go take it. Oh, my goodness. Do this whole thing. It's a really weird thing with blackface that happens, but it's like no one cared about it, which I was like. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's not good. Like, it's 86. Like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> or 83 or something like that. It's like, fuck. That's not okay. But I guess it wasn't a big deal because it was, I don't know. Nobody nobody made a big deal about it. I looked it up online because I was like, was that okay? Like, right. why is this? Why do people like this? But uh, they, get the, they get the frozen orange juice thing, and then they go to the stock exchange. Do this whole convoluted plan. They lie to the uh, two brothers. Like, they, like, the two brothers think something totally different. It's a different topic. Topic Thunder's different. I know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, blackface in 1980. I mean, obviously, it's not a good thing. But I, oh, I, I looked up something because Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder came out in 2008, and Robert Downey Jr. did blackface. But he wasn't a household name at the time. He was only known for Iron Man. He was he, he hadn't even Iron Man two yet. No, my point is though that it's been done afterwards, and like, I mean, that's not, not, a, I, that's not a good thing. But no, I'm just it's saying, not, it's not okay. Like, I don't think Tropic Thunder would work today. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I've never seen it, but anyways. But anyway, so. They go to the stock exchange after tricking the brothers into thinking that the orange juice is going to be like, keep going up, so just keep buying, 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 buying. And they do this convoluted thing where they get the brothers to buy all this orange juice, and then the orange juice stock plummets. It's like all their orange juice is worth nothing. And they basically, they're basically fucking, they make them broke while getting rich themselves. So they take all the brothers' money away from them at the stock exchange and take it. Oh, jeez. So the brothers are left penniless and broke. And then they're really like, why would you do this to us after everything we've done? And they're like, oh, well, I bet that we, uh, Eddie Murphy, like, looks at the, looks at him and goes like, well, I bet that we couldn't make you, uh, make you guys broke while making us at the rich at the same time. Well, here you go one dollar and gives the rich guy a dollar. Smart, dude. And I was like, nice. That's, a, that's a good, that's a good, I mean, that's a good ending to a film. Yes, it I like was, that. It was very I mean, good. I, I they, both, they both end up rich on the island with the butler and the prostitute. And, you know, the rich guy's marrying the prostitute. Like, they're all just happy. It's chill. See, here's, here's the thing about, uh, Films like that is that you can like tell me all everything that's gonna happen, but it's it's about the journey. It's about yeah, it's, actually it's, experiencing it's, it's, it. It's so funny, man. And here's the uh, here's the best thing. This movie is connected to coming to America. Really, the two brothers show up broke in coming to America. They're like beggars sitting on the street. Same actors, everything. But wait, coming to America has Eddie Murphy. Right, he plays the lead, and the two brothers cameo as the two brothers, penniless and broke as homeless people. Oh, coming into in coming to America. Mm-hmm. 
So it's Wait, the second one or the first one? The first one. The second one's not out yet. Well, that's pretty cool then. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I want to talk about that movie because it's relevant to a movie coming out. Oh, coming to America <laughs> too. Oh, that's what you... Okay, wow, that's smooth. That's smooth. So, I like, like that. Trading Places... It's actually it, in the same universe as, as coming, coming to America. America. That's cool. That's and I, cool. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's worth a watch. I like Dan Aykroyd in it. He was funny. Eddie Murphy stole the show. I mean, this is back when he was like a popular fucking actor. He was his prime. Before his downfall after Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. With Coming to America 2 coming out, I'm pretty excited. I need to watch the first one now because I've never seen it. I just knew about the cameos. So now I'm like, I really want to watch it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I definitely should take a look at that too. Yes, yeah, so I was a... Uh, I saw a lot more, but those are the two movies I saw this week worth talking about because the other ones were just like there. I saw Amazing Spider-Man, but you know we got unransable Marvel for too much, so I'm not gonna talk about that. That would be an, we should just have a whole episode of just Spider-Man. Just we should, <laughs> I, we totally Spider-Man could. special, just Spider-Man three. Spider-Man special. Oh, oh yeah, oh. We're, we're that, <laughs> leading up to Spider-Man three. But, uh, anyways, so, uh, <laughs> easily, you know how, how easy it is to talk about. We, we just start talking <laughs> about Spider-Man like, so easily. Marvel. You're like, yeah, let's spend the next 20 minutes talking about Marvel. <laughs> and then we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> us. Well, um, we also watched uh, David Fincher's new film, Mank. Mm. Um, <laughs> so you, I've never seen Citizen Kane. We were waiting for one of our other group members, Skylar, uh, to show up and watch Mank. But, uh, so you had me watch Citizen Kane. Um, I was not too impressed. I, you know, I didn't really the see arguments what, we've gotten into online with people. <laughs> I know. I didn't really see what people were. I didn't really see what people got out of this movie. I mean, it's really like there's there's a good pop in the first ten last or first ten minutes of the film, and then like it introduces you really well. And then there's a really like, slow middle. It's just kind of like being a newspaper tycoon and shit. You're yeah, just like, it's just cool. like there's a lot of like meh. I mean, there's there are some okay scenes during it, but then like then like last ten minutes where everything like pulls together. It's like, okay, that was cool. Like, I see what they did there. I feel like maybe you don't like it as much because you've already seen everything it's done. Right, like, and that's my point, though. Like, that's my point, like, though. I get it. It did a lot of these things first, but, like, I've seen it so much, I'm desensitized. It's, so like, then, it's like when we watched Seven Samurai and we're like, we've seen the plot so many times, it kind of makes this movie not feel as great. Exactly. You've seen the plot, you've seen the shots. Like, and I understand that, like, Citizen Kane pioneered so many different cinematic, like, uh, shots and, you know, cinematography shots. But my point is, if I, I've already seen this used in so much other stuff that I, it's already this is like yeah, you're like this is the norm. Like, like I, yeah, it's like this is just like I don't I don't see anything. I don't get it. Like, what are you saying? And then I learned that they they just this pioneer these things. I'm like, okay, well then respect, but also it's still not. Like, it's, I I've still seen it, it better. Yeah, I just find it super impressive that Orson Welles was like 22. He was no, like, that's impressive. You are right. Like, yeah, this man's doing some like world. Of, he's like did World of War of the Worlds like on radio, and people thought that shit was real. So yeah. just gave him a blank that check cool. to fucking like do whatever he wants. And then like when he was doing it, they'd keep coming in because like the studios normally watch like at the time they used to watch like what people were doing. They like go in and watch the shots, or whatever, make sure their their money is going to good use. Sure. And Orson Welles was like, "Get the fuck out!" <laughs> he's like, "Why you, you in here?" He's like, "You don't get to see. You don't get to know. Go away!" And then like some newspaper tycoon was like. Holy shit! This movie's gonna be about me. Fuck that! No, shut that shit down and try to get bo- like banned in the whole like fucking every country. Threaten newspapers that if like or theaters that if they showed the movie, they'd be shut down. They'd be boycotted. Was it about him though? Like, either or. Like it's it's, well, it's not it's, a Citizen Kane. It's not officially about him, but it's like aimed at him. But then Mank. Then we talked. Then we watched Mank. And as me, I like old movies. I was really excited because this was a black and white mono stereo film, like an old school forties film. I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. And then I found it so fucking awkward to watch. Because it was like a... You it's could like, tell it was filmed you, in the 2020s. You could tell it. Like it, I, it doesn't... It didn't feel like an old film. It's because it they, like, they probably used newer equipment and put filters yeah, over I, it. I totally would have rather this been like a fucking color, fucking normal shot film. Right. 
instead of being like, oh, we're going to be artsy and have a black and white right. and mono stereo like Sister Kane was. Like, fuck off. Do I your think own thing. That's where they went wrong, is they should have filmed it like sort of newer they with should, a style of like, with, with they a should have had a noir style. Yeah. But in color, maybe like maybe like a dimmed color or whatever, like a different right, palette. But it shouldn't have been just like, we're going to take Citizen Kane's color palette and make it into Mank. And it'll be like Citizen Kane, but it won't be. But it's about Citizen Kane, so people will love it! And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I just found it I felt so fucking dull. boring. It was literally two hours of watching Orson Welles drunk as fucking bed just screaming at Orson Welles. And Orson Welles didn't look like fucking Orson Welles. The guy who had to play, I don't know, he had a weird fucking nose and didn't town right, he had beard. And I was like, that's not what Orson Welles looked I, like I at know, the time. I know, you were like, really disappointed. Christ. Exactly, I can feel your anger <laughs> like, or your frustration because you were looking forward to this a lot. It was like yeah, your birthday it was, too. It was, it was literally like six months. Everyone's like putting it on their list for the, like, could win Best Picture. I was like, let's fucking go. It's about Hollywood. I love movies about Hollywood. Let's fucking do it. And I was like, this sucks. This is so disappointing. <laughs> this, this is stupid. Why the fuck is this made? They had fucking, uh, what's her name? The girl that played, um, fuck, I don't even care. The blonde bitch from Mean Girls. And she played, like, a uh, person. And, like, Regina legit, Zorro. one of her lines was, like, the Hitler fellow is so scummy. I'm like, fuck off. Nobody knew that shit. <laughs> or, like, it's 1940. No one, like, they knew Hitler was a terrible person. They didn't know the fucking, like, level of his fucking terribleness. Nobody had fucking, we weren't even in World War II yet. <laughs> America right. was not in World War II. We knew nothing. And then they're going to be like, Hitler was a terrible person. It's like, no fucking shit. That sounds like you're just fucking doing it for the fucking modern audiences instead of being, like, historically accurate. Like, fuck. Like, at least, like, at least in Citizen Kane, they were like, yeah, Citizen Kane was with Hitler at the time. Because it's 1941. We didn't know about the shit he was doing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, man. Orson Welles was such... was not... Like, not Orson Welles. Gary Oldman was not very good in this movie either. It was just boring. Dude, I... I I've seen some movies with him that I'm like, yeah, this is really bad. Like, uh, Sid and Nancy. Like, he plays a fucking, he plays Sid Vicious from Sex Pistols, which I know you don't know what that band is. But anyway, that movie was horrible. But that was one of his first roles. Like, we give him some leeway. But, like, fuck, dude, you're supposed to be a household name, and all you did was sit there and go, like, I'm ruining my best I can. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, I, I, I don't even have how to have that much emotion for this film because nothing happened in it. No, so. Nothing happened. That's the, I think that's what's bothering me. It's like I get it. It's about a movie. It's a movie film. Whatever. You but know. At okay. Same here's time, the thing like, why I don't like this film. Fucking add something. Up. The reason I don't like substance. Citizen Kane that much. The reason I don't like Mink that much. And the reason I don't like a lot of the older films that, which I know, the Fries gets in spats about quite often. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it feels like nothing ever happens in them. And there's, there are some that stuff did, does happen, but it feels like it all, everything takes longer for things to happen. And, and it's they, a lot of build-up to get to that pop. Right. And I, I'm just not a fan of like a lot of build-up. I'm just like, I don't care at this point. Yeah, dude, I, so, I got so mad at, at Mank, especially after watching Citizen Kane, because I like Citizen Kane. I'm not like one of those people that's like, put it on a pedestal, it's the best film ever fucking made, because it's not. But I like Citizen Kane. I like what it's done. I like the story. And then Mank, like watching Mank directly after it, I was like, I don't fucking like this movie. I would rather watch Citizen Kane over Mank. Yeah. Any day of the week. It's a much better film. And then, like, everyone... No, I agree, too. All these fucking people sucking David Fincher's dick online, <laughs> where they're like, it's David Fincher, it's so good! I'm like, just because he made Fight Club, Gone Girl, and fucking Seven, Zodiac, you know, he has a lot of good movies, but not every movie he makes needs to be fucking acclaimed bullshit. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan with Tenet. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, everyone's like, oh my god, he made the Dark Knight trilogy, he made Inception, he made Interstellar. Yeah, but he also made Dunkirk. <laughs> Oh my god, Dunkirk's ass, <laughs> dude. I hate Dunkirk. He also made Insom- like Insomnia, which is a remake of a fucking good movie from Sweden. From like a- I think Sweden, yeah, Sweden. It's like 
not every film a director does is fucking gold. Yeah, you not everything to... he touches is like, yeah, this exactly. is so great. Look, David well, Fincher's people, name. Like, people are going to say they like off. it just because they're cinephiles. <laughs> they're like, I love movies, so I love Mank. I'm like, you don't have to like these movies to be a cinephile. Just because everyone else says it's good doesn't mean your opinion's any less validated. Agreed. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's like with Martin Scorsese being like, Marvel movies are just candy. They don't have any actual substance. They're not good movies. It's like, just because Martin Scorsese I, says honestly, it doesn't mean you need to sit there and be like, like well, that, he said it, so like, it has I mean, to be true. I mean, I have to see some of his films because, you know, so they, they say it's some of the greatest. But I haven't seen any of his films yet. And it's gonna take I've seen me a, a couple, to and some of them are really boring. Yeah, also, I, just, I was one of those people that like grew up thinking, because everyone was always like, Martin Scorsese's like the king of the gangster flicks. I always thought Godfather is Martin Scorsese, but no, it's, it's not. It's, it's the... Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, right, exactly. Good but I always fellas, thought it was right? Martin Scorsese because everyone's like, Goodfellas, Gays in New York. Like, every monster movie somehow Martin Scorsese. And it's like, wait, no. No, that's wrong. Yeah, Scorsese, for some reason, yeah, I, well, whatever. We can get into, we can get into some of this stuff, but... But yeah, but Mencken, Citizen Kane, or Meh for me, Citizen Kane is a, a higher Citizen for Kane you. Citizen Kane is great for me. I lo- I, the more I watch the movie, the more I love that movie. I mean, I'll probably watch it again at some point, just because but, just because people talk about it so much, I don't get it. I but I won't watch Mank until it comes out in the Criterion Collection. Who knows fuck when that would like? Probably next year. Well, with our thoughts on the various content we watched throughout the week spiraling into the filmverse, let's move on to our filmverse feature. Each week before our podcast, we watch a film that the other person wants to share. Last week, Bryce shows the 2014 whip film Whiplash, which follows Miles Teller, who is an ambitious young jazz drummer in pursuit of rising to the top of elite music. Con- con- wow. Basically, he wants to become a good musician at the best. He wants to be a great drummer. <laughs> exactly. Terrence Fletcher, which is played by J.K. Simmons, is an instructor known for his terrifying teaching methods. Uh, he discovers Andrew Miles, Teller. Miles Teller. He discovers Miles Teller and transfers the inspiring drummer into the top jazz ensemble. Forever changing the young man's life. But Miles Teller's passion to achieve perfection quickly spirals into obsession and his ruthless teacher pushes him to the brink of his ability and his sanity. That's a pretty good synopsis of that film. No, it was a great synopsis. Yeah, that one actually fits really well. <laughs> it does. Some of these synopsis I read, I don't actually don't even read like, them on there. You're like, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, the, yeah, this is a pretty good synopsis of what, what this film is. Um, and it is fucking amazing, dude. Dude, the amount of fucking, like... The, the mountain tension I felt in some of these scenes. Within the first like, 30 seconds. You're like sitting there, he's like, he's staring at fucking Andrew, and you're like, no, stop. Like, you, you stop breathing. Dude, you're like, you feel tense. The opening right? the scene guys... is playing drums, right? The, the, the guy's playing, Miles Plow is playing drums. He's just in a practice on. space, just like, yeah, I'm jamming out. And then the teacher walks in, and he's like, why'd you stop? Keep going. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, dude, you need to keep, keep going. And he's like, okay, and he keeps trying to drum. And, and then he's he like, just like, fucking walks out, and then he opens the door, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh I forgot my coat, and then he leaves again. <laughs> it's like, but J.K. Simmons just fucking manhandles this movie. He destroys everybody. I never thought that a movie with him just screaming at people would be so fucking good. It's more than just like the screaming. It's just the, the eye stare. The, the, you know, the, 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 the eye stare. The glare. The glare. It's just the way he moves and the way he uh, Dude, controls the room. that on his fucking head, like popping out. I yes, was sir. Like, Fuck. Exactly. It's just in every scene, he's just he just he owns it, and then and, until the end. Which My, Miles Teller okay. which flips around and, and owns that scene. So Miles Teller in this film, who. The only film I've seen him in was Fan Four Stick, which Fantastic Four from 2016. We don't call the it. science project doesn't matter. Um, he basically like fucking like the amount of effort that his character puts in is fucking insane. Like I could not get slapped by a teacher and then be like, "All right, I'm gonna do better." Like I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out, peace, bitch." No, I mean, uh, there's so much I could go into this film from just the very. Um, I just, I don't know, from the relationships he was trying to have that he kind of, like, disregarded because because he didn't think he'd be able to focus on them, which I think was a very 
I mean, it sounds it's fucked a, up in the it's moment. It's mature But it's thing, mature. That's what I'm saying. But it's also like, ouch. I know. I mean, but like, he's blunt and honest. That's fucking about savage. It. He's like, sits there and looks at her and is like, yeah, I can't focus on you and Jazz. I would choose Jazz before you. You're I don't know. There's just so like, I Honestly, <laughs> the more I sit with this film, the more I even like, the more I like it. And honestly, I just started listening to some music right after this. And I, I just like, all I can picture is J.K. Simmons looking at me. He's like, not my tempo. You're like, I don't know what's off tempo. <laughs> Have you ever pushed her so hard playing music that your hands bleed while trying to do drums? No. Dude, that, that fucking scene where he like sits there and looks at the other two drummers. and is like, are you going to clean the blood off my drum set? I was like. Fuck, man. Like, well, he didn't say that. J.K. Simmons said... No, he says... You no, know, he tells them, like, J.K. Simmons' characters looks at the other two, like, people, and goes, like, right. are you going to clean the drum off my yeah. drum set? He's it's like, yeah, like, you guys clean, clean, the, clean the blood off the drum set after Miles Teller basically just obliterates the drum set. Yeah, this whole film has such a focus on blood on white, and I love it. Like, you see, like, the blood on the drums, and you're just like, shit! And it's not like the little, like, oh, look, it's well, so colorful. Yeah. It's like such a bright red. No, it's, it's like, like fucking guttural blood. No, it's like, yeah, he's bleeding. You can see, you can see him putting band-aids over his hands constantly, and... Just like he's trying the so hard. Close-ups of the blood seeping through the band-aid. And, like, and he's like, you think he gives up, but then he doesn't. And then, and then there's just there's a few twists in there We're that not going to spoil and, the ending because this movie is so worth watching. No, exactly. I'm not going to – yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. There's so many like twists. How does a movie with J.K. Simmons yelling at people about a drumming – In a, in one fucking room, essentially. This movie essentially takes place in one fucking room. It has a couple things, point, but like but the whole part, it's thing takes place in that practice space, like that fucking classroom. And he's just in there. He's like, "Are you gonna fucking do what I want you to fucking do?" You're just like, "I'm sorry." I would say probably like sixty percent of the movies in there. There's probably a good, there's a good chunk of it that's not because there's some, some scenes where he's you know going out on dates and well one day. I will say when um, he went to the theater, this is just a fun fact. He was watching Rafifi, and I watched that this week too, and I was like, "Ha ha!" Usually in the, in the movies, they're watching a lot of older movies that nobody's ever heard of. I mean, sorry, like I would never have heard of. You're, and then you're, you're like, like, "Hey, I watched that." You're like, "What the fuck is Rafifi?" I'm like, "I watched that four days ago." You're, you're like, like, "It's Rafifi." Of course, you don't know what Rafifi is. <laughs> you're like, "Why, Bryce?" I'm like, "Cause but, I have okay. no life." My thing, I, I have no idea how Birdman went above this, but this is phenomenal. You, like, this, everybody makes, this makes this. Birdman look like shit, which we covered in a few episodes ago. Like, we talked about Birdman. And, like, we were both, like, eh, you know, it's, like, it's good. You know, it's, it's this one's fucking phenomenal. I might even put this on, like, a regular watch schedule. Like, like shit, not a schedule. Dude, but the, like, I actually yeah, watch this there regularly. There was times where I was watching this, and, like, I felt so tense. I still, like, I had to be, like, oh, shit, I'm not breathing. Hold up. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. Like, from a yeah, like you from catch drumming, breath, dude. Like, <laughs> drumming, from drumming in one guy, and J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller in this film are just phenomenal playing off each other. I'm so surprised this was made by the guy who made La La Land. Right, he made La Land, and this, exactly. It, but he hasn't made much more than that. He made, yeah, First Man, which I've heard is good, but not as good. Like, it's not held on a pedestal like Whiplash. Was it his La first La film? Was. I think Whiplash was his first film. Really? Wow. Like, his first big film. Like, he had short films and shit, of course. Well, sure, but, like, but... his first big film was Whiplash. Wow. And then he made La La Land, both of which were nominated for Best Picture. First Man, which was not nominated for Best Picture, which is his first non-nominated, which that's neat. Well, and I haven't heard of that, though. First Man? It has Neil Armstrong. came out last year. Oh, you know what? Okay, never mind. That's why I didn't watch it. It's a space movie. Yeah, I don't like space films either. But no, um, he has a movie coming out next year called Babylon, which is about the transition. Okay, this one's going to be nominated for Best Picture for sure just because of its synopsis. It's about people transitioning from silent films to sound films, which I'm a sucker for that shit because I love silent I know, films. So right. I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and I shouldn't be this excited for it because I'm like, I've already seen it done like six times. Well, like after, whatever, like, but I'm like, La La oh! after seeing La La Land, Whiplash, and then the like, you know concept that you really can get behind, yeah, you're excited for it. You I'm know? like, this director's fucking great. Like, like I'm, I'm sure, more. I'm sure if I watched First Man, I would love it. Not to the level of this because you know these are more these are more stories I like, like La La Land and Whiplash. Like, I like these stories. First Man is more like a documentary style, like I guess because it's about Neil Armstrong. 
nor first man on the moon you know like i don't i'm not sure i've held it to such a high regard but i have so much faith in this director i'm like i'd probably enjoy it right exactly it's no, probably no, a three and a half star movie I'd, I'd probably give it that right now without even watching it <laughs> Smart. Uh, well, like, so I don't think it's a smart. four, but I, I think know. three and a half is where I'd probably put it. Oh my God. You're just like already put it in your Already, because this is just director. He has that acclaim. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, you can always set expectations as long as you drop them in the door. Well, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'll watch it and I'll be like, I hate space. <laughs> like two stars. <laughs> two stars. Um, so I, uh, the, the one thing I do take out of this, though, the, the biggest thing I take out of this is, so, I mean, I should have already known this, but J.K. Simmons, whatever the fuck he's in, I'm there. Like, after this, like, uh, you know, m- most of my thing had to come from Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Honestly, I don't even know if I've watched much else with him in it. I actually can't remember what else he's in right now. I'm, I'm on Spider-Man, it, yeah. and that's it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know he's in that. I don't know what the fuck else. Which I can is, check, though. Let's um, see. But yeah, I mean, and then Miles Teller, I've, I've seen him in... Uh, he's in La La Land, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him in Chronicle. Miles Teller in Chronicle. I'm pretty sure he was in Chronicle. Um, and then he was also in... Uh, he's, the, he one was, movie, uh, comedy movie, which was pretty good. He was in Jane. He was uh, Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. Right, Commissioner Gordon, obviously. Yeah, he was in Juno. Right. Um, Kung Fu Panda three, but I mean, yeah, Accountant. Really. I've seen the Accountant. But yeah, so he's he's been in quite. I mean, obviously J.K. Simmons, but this is really the first like full thing that I've seen him in as an as an actor, and I'm just like, oh, oh he was in Twenty One Bridges. Cool. I haven't seen that yet. I need oh, to. I have, but I don't remember. Um, him in it. So I guess he wasn't that great in it. Oh, he's gonna be in Let There Be Carnage. What? He's probably gonna be J. Jonah Jameson. They're probably just like expecting it. It's probably just a rumor. But no, I this movie's fucking guttural. I love this. Like, I stand by my review on Letterbox. Who would have thought that an hour and a half of fucking J.K. Simmons screaming at someone would be so fucking good? I agree. I agree exactly. And no. not like you want to punch him either. Like it's it's one of those things where like I hate him. To a, well, it's weird because like I hate him, but I don't at the same time. You're like I get what he's thinks he's doing so like, because at first like he seems like a straight like jackass and then like it gets to a point where he like realizes what he's doing and then he becomes a jackass and he's in more but then he becomes a not a jackass because of miles teller and i'm like wow this is like the way this is layered is really good i really i just like the fact that he's just like he knows he's fucked up but he's also like in his but mind, he believes he, in it yeah in his mind he's like this is the way this should happen right and, like everyone's and I, like i respect this that fucked bro and he's like no this is how this is the way <laughs> Oh my god, he pulls out a Mandalorian. This is the way. Like, how else are you going to be a great musician? I have to scream at you and beat you. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he says, but in a much more sophisticated way that makes sense. So, watch it. Dude, okay, so I'm sure everyone's seen that famous clip of him being like, not on my tempo, because I saw that before I watched this. I've never seen it, so I've never, I mean, Dude, I've never seen anything. He hurls this, but... a fucking chair that across was like, the classroom. Yeah, I mean, that's the little thing like, he does. He's so. like, do you know why I fucking threw that chair at you? And it's like, no! <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Exactly. Can you imagine being in high school or whatever, like, just chill, and then, like, your teacher's, like, throws a fucking chair across it the is, classroom. He's like, fuck you. You're like, what should, the fuck? We should mention it wasn't like it was in high school or something. It, it was like a It was like pristine... a conservatory, like, actual, like, music academy kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Shit. Like, they w- went to school for, like, a music. It was the best one in the country. And that's it's why. Like a, it was like a college. Exactly. But it's like, the fact that a teacher throws a fucking chair and all the students in the classroom just go, yeah, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. But also... Did you notice the amount of emphasis they put, he put on drums versus everybody? Well, that's else? because the drums was the main character. That's why. That's why it was like that. I, I would have liked. I, to, I, I don't know. I that. feel. I feel like I would have liked to see him go on a little bit more on other students. Other than well, the to, me, we seemed, got, to me, it seemed like, like I get it. I don't know. I, I, I get focusing, your point. You're focusing on. You're focusing on Andrew, not the other random kids in this class. Yeah, no, I, I get your point, but at the same time, I was like, the movie is based on Miles Teller, not the rest of the kids. Yeah, so. I know. That's, that's like I get that, but I just feel like because a big part of this movie is him being abusive. 
it would have been nice to see him be abusive to other students, not just Miles, because it kind of feels almost like he's just picking Well, he was. Him. He was to more other drummers, but not the same. Well, and he was to yeah, some of the other characters, some, too. But you only saw, like, a handful. I would have liked more detail on that. Like, I, I would have liked to see, like, maybe, like, ten extra minutes of the film with him just, like, yelling at other students in the class, just saying how he's not just brutal to drums or whatever, he's brutal to everybody. Right. I mean, I, I guess I got that point across, but... I, yeah, I, I know, that, I, I, I don't know, I just, I would have liked to see it. I, w- I think it would have added more for me. Okay. But it's sense. already a four-star movie for me, so I didn't want to add it that much more. Yeah, it was a four-star movie, but the more it sat with me, I think it's a four and a half, actually, so... The movie's good, man. I'm so happy I picked that. Look, I picked a good one! Yeah, for once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, get ready for silent films. Great. No, um, so, <laughs> speaking of announcing the next film versus feature, I... Uh, got to choose the next one for this week so i chose it's an animated film the road to el dorado which is in the r's i was trying to have a serious face but all you think about was like really mitchell i chose whiplash and then you go to road of el dorado <laughs> well okay here's the thing I, did, I forgot to choose one before we started and i was trying to remember what you hadn't seen and i had seen and i know we had and i was like okay that was one you hadn't seen since we were kids so that one technically counts um, I'm so actually the, excited though because I've been wanting to watch but it. But the like, Road to El Dorado is really good. I know it's really different from what we just watched, but the Road to El Dorado is really <laughs> it's good. It's like serious Pex Picture nominee, Road to El Dorado. <laughs> I want to okay. watch. I want. Okay, our viewers are gonna go down as soon as we say we hate David Fincher's Mank. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, "Fuck this podcast." Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't mind at all. But but uh, yeah, so Road to El Dorado, which is you know that uh, cartoon movie from the. I'm really past. excited because I remember being a kid and I used to love this movie. Exactly. I once again, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Like probably since I was like seven. Oh wow! So it's been a minute. Yeah, it's you, been okay. a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute for me too. Not like a huge. I don't know how long it's been. It's probably been a good five, six years. So. I had a I had a toy from this movie, like the guy in the blue shirt. Was yeah, that, you know, I haven't seen it since I was seven. I don't, I don't remember the fucking name. But uh, I had the, I had a toy of the guy in the blue shirt, and I buried him in one of my uh, one of the apartments we lived at, and I never got him back. It's probably still there. Jeez. Well, you imagine yeah. that's pretty fucked. They're like planning shit, and they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's a time capsule, pretty much. <laughs> it's like. Why is there a toy in this th- in this dirt pile? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us as we heralded the Naive Theaters, shared our thoughts on the Season 2, Episode 6 of The Mandalorian, plunged deep into the filmverse with John Q, Gentlemen Prefer, prefer Blondes, Mank, and drank from the well of infinite cinematic pleasure while watching 12 Years a Slave and Whiplash. New we, episodes. We don't talk about. Oh, you did talk about Mank. I was gonna be like, we don't yeah, talk about Mank. We did talk about Mank. Uh, new episodes <laughs> come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. If you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can talk, stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. If you have a fancy for fallacious fun and need a Criterion buddy, find my best bud Bryce Payne at. Letterbox at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. Instagram at Sanguine Director, S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E Director. And at Twitter at Sanguine Films. I'm going to be using that more because, like, I realize I keep getting updates from people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have that. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have a lust for all things literary, you can find me, Mitchell Chandler, on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler. Twitter at Mitchell Chandler. Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch is and Mitchell is spelled with a Y, so that's M Y T C H. Well, that's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!